Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Follow the light. The light is your guide. I'm a controller of planet X. Three, three. And I'm inviting you here to discuss something that's very important. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. Alan, how are you feeling today, sir? Feeling good, man. Feeling like I might have a 50% immunity to coronavirus. Oh, so you joined, you joined the vaccination team, yeah? Team first jab. Nice. <laughs> Unfortunately or fortunately, due to my the nature of my healthcare profession, I'm double dosed. Key worker. Yeah, I've been in the game a little bit longer than you, you know. It takes a, t- <laughs> takes a certain amount of stripes to get where I've been. <laughs> Uh, let's kick in King Ghidorah phases what did you think of my selection this week Alan I tell you what I had a bit of deja vu felt like there was a kind of familiar voice in there (laughs) (laughs) like I I know this voice from somewhere Um, yeah I've never heard any of Doom's alter ego stuff he's obviously like such an enigmatic guy you know hiding his face using alternative names but as soon as you hear it, it's like, this is classic Doom. Like, it's just classic Doom. You can use an alter ego, but as soon as you hear that voice, you're not fooling anyone. Everyone's going to know. Like, okay, as soon as you hear that flow, that's Doom's flow. Yeah, definitely. I did have, I actually had no idea listening to King Ghidorah when it came up. Like, you just see the song on your playlist. And exactly like you, you're like, is this doom? That that feeling, <laughs> that sensation is just a, a very interesting sensation. And it doesn't say it anyway. You have to really go to some effort to find out that King Ghidorah is actually MF Doom. So yeah, I I just I just love the energy of this tune. The 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 background music is actually like a, an unknown sample of something. No one actually knows what it's been sampled from. I did do some sort of research to try and find out and it's it's a sample of something but don't actually know what and it's just got this crazy eclectic vibe to it in my opinion and then he's just spitting mad fire and i I think you've always done this a little bit better than me with regards to describing what mf doom's about he's not massively political he isn't particularly crazy lyrical with the the rhymes and the intensity either it's just it's just so unique. There's no other way to t- put it for me. He's just unique the way that he raps. And he just he's just amazing to listen to. Yeah, I mean, that, I agree with you on the instrumental. It sounds incredible. Like, you, as soon as you hear it, you're like, ooh, that's real nice sounding instrumental. And oh yeah, the way he raps, I guess I would just describe him as like this king of like wordplay. Like, the guy just plays with words. And it doesn't really matter what he's saying, it's how he's saying it. And it's often just like funny and he'll have like a thoughtful line here or there, but he's not like a, a Kendrick or a Lupe where it's like, this song is about this important thing. 
he's more of a, like here's just some interesting bars and interesting wordplay, and and you can't help but nod to his flow. He's just such an incredible flow. Yeah. Before we get into it, there's one other thing that you've just pricked my mind about. I love the fact that when we did accordion, do you remember the line about internal validation? I can't remember the line specifically. Is he still a fly guy clapping if nobody ain't hear it? And can he testify from inner spirit? Is he still a fly guy clapping if nobody ain't hear it? And can he testify from inner spirit? Man, Alan has got the bars. All right, <laughs> Alan, he, he is the real deal, guys. He really is. There's no denying the fact. But like, how important is MF Doom identity to him? He doesn't give a shit. He's happy for himself to be called King Ghidorah. He doesn't care if you think it's Doom <laughs> rapping on the track. And that is the ultimate definition of truly not giving a fight. He is testified by his inner spirit. He doesn't need our validation. He don't care if you call him King Ghidorah. He doesn't care if you call him Zarface. He doesn't care if you call him MF Doom. He's, he's just him. And that's inspirational in itself. Yeah, there's something really interesting about people who write under pseudonyms because, like you said, it's a complete destruction of the ego. It's not taking any credit for it. It's crazy. Yeah, mad. Who's first, bro? You're up. King Ghidorah, take me to your leader. King Ghidorah, take me to your leader. Alan, did you know the phrase, take me to your leader, is part of Convention 15 of the Shadow Proclamation in Doctor Who? I did not know that. That was mad to me. Like the phrase doesn't actually originate from this. Like the actual phrase, take me to your leader, doesn't originate from Doctor Who. But I genuinely think that it's mad sick that MF is using some mad hardcore British sci-fi to start off his bars. It, he's using, he's referencing Doctor Who to start off his bars. And I just think that's so cool. Then I started thinking about two things. And that was, if an extraterrestrial from another planet came to visit Earth, and drop the bar, take me to your leader. I just find it really interesting that an extraterrestrial would have more rights, if not huge, like massive extra rights, than most immigrants in this world. In what way? <laughs> How many immigrants can just say, take me to your leader and end up going to see your leader? <laughs> that, like an alien will come, and listen, let's be real. If an alien comes and says, I want to speak to your leader, the chance of that happening is way higher than an immigrant getting that opportunity. Way higher. Let's be true. And then the second thing was, imagine, imagine if an alien came and said, take me to your leader and imagine Trump was still our president. <laughs> imagine that, yeah? Like they would be, you know what they'd be? They'd be like, fuck it. Get that Death Star ready. If this is their commander in chief, I've got no hope for this civilization. I've got no hope for this civilization. Like, could you imagine like you, you asked to see the leader of earth and you see Trump and he, 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 like the, the alien starts asking him questions about, you know, how do you, how do you defend your country and how do you defend this world? And he's like, we're going to build a wall. And they'll just be like, <laughs> fuck this dude. Let's just blow Let's just blow this country up. We don't need it no more, man. Get rid of it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it against aliens for thinking low of us. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> that was all I had, bro. That's all I had. Oh, amazing, you're up. Ghidorah, like one more steps and y'all goners, so-called rich front. If you wanna, when he spit electrics, don't wanna be in y'all saunas. Future like one more steps and y'all's goners. 
So call Rich Trunk if you wanna. When he's spitting electrics, don't be in your saunas. Semi snap. I just love the wordplay here. There's so many ways you could take these lines. You could just end up tying yourself into knots trying to think <laughs> about it. But the so-called rich really reminds me of what we talked about last week, where those clearly who are in the just about middle class, uh, people think that they're above the lower class and they front about it so hard. Like, you know, so-called rich front if you want to. And then when he spit electrics, don't want to be in saunas. Like, that's just so clever. How many people think about the hairdryer in the bath? How many people think about the frayed wire with a puddle of water at the bottom? But how many people think about spitting bars that are electric in a sauna? And, you know, the droplets that in a sauna, which would connect the electricity to fuck you up. And like only MF can do it. Only MF can perceive stuff like that and, and bar it up like that. So that it's just amazing wordplay, like you said. Yeah, I totally agree. I highlighted just that second part, so-called rich front, if you want to. And I just love his sense of humor. Like, he he always manages to flex in the funniest ways while still using, like, clever wordplay and, like, silly metaphors. Like, obviously, everyone knows the, the phrase of spitting fire, but Do- Doom's not going to go that way. He's going to go spitting electrics. And if you're chilling in your sauna, you get the shock. And it's just, like you said, it's just a, a different way of approaching a, a fun little metaphor. Um, but, yeah, as well, I'm also interested in this idea of so-called rich front if you wanna because i've been i've been thinking about this a bit recently like i've been decorating so i'm thinking about what what things i need to get and what where i need to put things and i've been thinking about the idea of empty space as a commodity like emptiness as a flex you know like whenever i'm organizing stuff or like redecorating, a big concern is always minimizing clutter, putting things away, hiding things, having lots of empty space. Like I just built a bike shower outside my shed, so the bikes don't have to take up space in the shed. But like, what is a shed for apart from keeping crap in it? Why am I trying to make space in my shed? Because there's this idea I have that more space is better. It's like where people have massive lobbies or... You get a big garden and all you have is a huge expanse of grass, just empty space. And so I think it's really interesting, like how much effort we would go to to have that. Because I know historically speaking, having a grass lawn, for instance, was a sign of wealth because it meant that you could afford to have unproductive land. You weren't growing food, you weren't farming animals. It was just there purely to look at. And so empty space as a flex I think I'm guilty of it. And this line, I felt called out by Doom. And I think he's right. Oh, that's deep, man. That's awesome take. That's an absolutely awesome take. It's weird that when we uh, were catching up with regards to when you first moved in and you gave me a little tour of the yard and I was like, wow, your front room looks massive. And then we were talking about how, oh, shit. If you put sofas in there, it just immediately gets small, isn't it? Yeah. And then we put sofas in it and then it was like, well, it just looks normal size now. It doesn't look like, you know, it's crazy what, what you were talking about. Space It's true. So are you telling me that the ultimate flex is for me to buy a yard and have nothing in it whatsoever? It is, isn't it? Like that, that is the, to have space that you don't need is the ultimate flex. Alan, don't give me such ambitions, please. <laughs> don't give me such ambitions. My, my family hate me enough as it is. <laughs> <laughs> who's next bro 
I'm up. The hour is upon us. It's bananas. Born alone, die alone, no matter who your man is. The hour is upon us. It's bananas. Born alone, die alone, no matter who your man is. Uh, half a snap with you there. Doesn't really work in a British accent. Bananas. <laughs> it, it doesn't, does it? And it's weird because I said the exact same thing in my head, which is why I cut that bar out. <laughs> Apologies to our American friends there. I just cannot do it. Um, I thought this might be a little reference to The World Is Yours by Nas when he says, Born alone, die alone, no crew to keep my crown or throne. It just sounded like that a similar flow of Born Alone, Die Alone. It might not be, but then there were some other bits in this track that made me think Doom might be dropping references to other rappers, like, like subtle references. Actually, for the bar itself, I think I might have to disagree with Doom here. I think <laughs> I think being born might be the only thing that you can't do alone. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's talking figuratively, and uh, and in that sense, he's right. Like, you are alone in your head. And I think that's why people enjoy sharing things. When you can relate to something in your head and then you see someone else relate to the same thing and you share that moment, I think it makes you feel less alone. I think that's part of why we share these bars. Hey, man, legit. It's truths. Yeah. So I had born alone, die alone, no matter who your man is. Hope he lived long enough to tell it to his grandkids. Hope he lived long enough to tell it to his grandkids. And I was just like, how fucking true is this from a physical point of view? But from a metaphysical point of view, I don't actually agree with MF hair. So me and you are on the same train <laughs> of thought. Uh, I do believe that we are the sum of all of our interactions, be it negative or positive. And so I don't know if you truly die alone. But what is so ironic is that Doom is hoping that you live long enough to tell your grandkids this message. It's an opposing action to the whole born alone, die alone train of thought. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When you, when you talk to someone like, you know what it is, you bought, you're born alone, you die alone, like don't really give a fuck about anyone. Yet he wants you to live long enough to relay that information to your grandkids. So it's, it's counterintuitive to what he's saying to his first line. And I just think, again... You could go you could go on for hours with the with his bars. You really can. You could just literally tie yourself up in knots. It's just a testament of how incredible he is, man. Doom is paradox, isn't it? Oh, the Doom paradox. Yeah, don't get me started on paradoxes. You ruined me on the lost tapes. I don't even want to <laughs> I don't even remember what song it was, but you absolutely ruined my day with uh with on that track. You're up again. Spring chicken eater, ID'd as the ringleader. Who needs a heater? Catch him with bare hands. These same hands that make razors out of bear cans. Spring chicken eater, ID'd as a ringleader. Who needs a heater? Catch him with bare hands. These same hands that make razors out bear cans. I might need your help with some of these, Alan, but bars. Like, the, <laughs> like when you listen to him say this, it's insane, the flow. It really is just absolute fire. I'm going to give this stuff a go. And if you want to add in or say anything afterwards, just like feel free. So to me, a spring chicken is like a newborn chick, right? So spring chicken eater. A newborn chick usually gets ID'd at birth with a kind of ring tag on their legs. Remember all these chickens, they have these little ring tags on their legs, don't they? They're little tiny copper tag things as far as I remember. 
but these chickens are being bred to be killed for meat. So he's like, don't use no heat, like guns or machinery to kill them. I'll just catch them with my bare hands, like Rocky did in Rocky 2. And guess what Rocky says in the film when he can't seem to initially catch the, the chicken, Alan? Guess what he says? What? I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, man. They're the same hands that make razors out of bear cans. And I was just like, whoa, he is just too sick. And from that last line, I had a real interesting question. It might be a really dumb question, but they always say no question is a dumb question. You know when you peel a tin can? Like, you know when you peel a can of tuna open? What exactly are you doing? Are you cutting the tin open or are you peeling the tin open? Because you don't, like, you peel an orange, right? And you know when you cut a, you know, a, a can of kidney beans, you use a what they what they called a tin opener so that that cuts the tin open but when you use a ring pull like what he's saying with regards to razors out of bear cans you know when you pull that the ring and you peel off the top what is it are you peeling or cutting <laughs> why are you laughing alan <laughs> this ain't funny bro <laughs> this is the weirdest tangent you you put your peeling it, I guess, because it's already been pre-cut, right? But if it was if it was pre-cut, it'd be cut, right? It's not cut; it's sealed. It's, yeah, but it's it's pre-cut. It's like scored. Oh man, I don't know. Are you are you tearing it? Isn't it tearing? It's not cutting. It's not a razor. You're not using a razor to cut it, and you're not peeling it because when you peel an orange, you peel it off. Oh man, yeah. Uh, straight up bars man that's what mf doom can do to you that's what king Ghidorah can do to you i hope the audience aren't laughing the way you in in the derog derogatory tone you're laughing at me bro <laughs> oh man i mean i i just saw these as sort of flex bars essentially clever clever flex bars like you said spring chicken eater he's like eating like new rappers maybe or like inexperienced rappers being the ringleader, obviously everyone follows him. A heater is a clever one because you often with chickens that you do put a heater on them, like to right. help them grow. And but obviously it's also a gun. But yeah, I saw that as fun, fun flexing bars. Well, you're obviously not looking at life as deep as me at the moment, are you, bro? Clearly not. Let's I pay more, <laughs> more attention to my hinds. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> oh, who's next? You're up. To the grave put working like a slave on how to flip scripts on the dipstick brigade, Rock'em like Susu Studio played. To the grave put it work like a slave on how to flip scripts on the dipstick brigade, Rock'em like Susu Studio played. So, a year before you was born, and two years before I was born, Phil Collins topped the Billboard charts with this tune called Susudio. Never heard it before, Alan. Have you heard it? No, not at all. Bruv, I actually genuinely think the tune's lit as fuck. It's lit, man. Mm. 
it's lit in a different way. It's not something that I'd say we would listen to every day or whatever, but I think it's a lit tune. And to top the Billboard charts in America is no joke, yeah? We always say that, like, as a, anyone that's from a foreign country that smashes it in America is re- respected in my eyes. Just to top it all off, guess where Phil Collins come from, bro? Hounslow. H-Town, represented <laughs> to the fullest. So Hounslow now has apprehended the person that killed Martin Luther King. And now we've got Phil Collins from the ends too. We are genuinely building a bit of a profile for our ends, isn't it? you got, you got to say we are building a bit of a profile for our ends. Representing. That's it. What, well, who's next? I'm up. Hit the studio and I'm paid. Half up front, half upon mastering. Would you like that in cash? Last thing you should ask the king. Hit the studio and I'm paid. Half up front, half upon mastering. Would you like that in cash? Last thing you should ask the king. Snap, bro. <laughs> so this is what I was talking about earlier, thinking that there's, there's references to other hip-hop songs. This is a, a less subtle reference to Eric B. and Rakim, Paid in Full, which obviously has the line, hit the studio and I'm paid in full. Hit the studio, because I'm paid in full. Doom does this thing that he often does where he'll set up a line so that you expect something in particular and then he'll say something else. It's just, it's a great little misdirection. And I always love it when writers and rappers in particular do that. It's like a feint in boxing. You know, you think they're going left, but they go right. And he does that sort of stuff all the time. And it always just just gets your attention. Half up, half up on mastering as well. It's just a, it's just a clever little, like, what does he mean in terms of mastering his trade or mastering the record in the studio? It's just the more obvious connotation. It's just such a really nice play on words. I I love it. I'm I'm with you, and I basically similar to you. A play on the last line of Eric B. and Rakim's "Paid in Full." Unlike Ra, Ghidorah's cash is split in two easy payments. Now these two artists and this album are meant to be very dare to hip hop, Alan. Now I haven't listened to it properly. I know I've heard it in the past, but I don't really know the record well. If that makes sense to give any thoughts on it or any like extra juice on it but I love the bar and I love the delivery and it is so true isn't it the last thing you'd ever need to ask a king or a queen of anything is how would you like to be paid because as D explains in the wire the king is the king and usually the king lives feeds and spends off the back of his or her subjects so the last thing you should ever have to ask the king is how would you like to be paid and again, it's just economy of words, such mad knowledge and straight up bars. It's it's just different, bro. It's also a really cool flex, isn't it? Because when you say I'm paid on full after hitting the studio and he's saying, actually, I get half up front, half upon mastering. It's kind of a subtle way of saying, also, I'm not just rapping, I'm producing this thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I, my work isn't done yet. Exactly. I'm I'm everything. Like you pay me to turn up and you pay me to like master the track and I'm rapping. So I am the king. I'm better than all these guys. There's no one that can touch me out here. So yeah, I'm with you, man. Absolute fire. A sick track. I really, really loved and really happy that I got to share this with you uh, this week. Cool. I'm up next. Nowadays, it's amazing raising young. Rule number one, keep your phases on stun. Nowadays, it's amazing raising young. Rule number one, keep your phases on stun bars 
I'm honestly not 100% sure what this bar is about, or even the entire song. Like, Doom can be so abstract with his bars that you don't really necessarily know what he's specifically going on about unless you read it several times. But somehow, even when you're not necessarily following what the narrative is, or if the bar goes over your head, you still enjoy it because of the way that he flows and all of the clever little one-liners that he throws in along the way. I guess phases on stun is a Star Trek reference. Like they would often say before going on to like a potentially dangerous planet, set your phases to stun. But this sent me on a slightly different tangent, which is maybe just indicative of the current news cycle. But I was thinking about the idea of using deadly force as a first resort and how different things could be if the police always set their phases to stun as a first resort instead of shooting to kill. And it maybe it's just a British mentality not having armed police, but I honestly think rule number one for the police should be to keep your phases on stun or rubber bullets or whatever the non-lethal option is. And if you fire a live round without there being any credible threat to life, I think you should lose your job. I just think you should keep your phases on stun, man. Shout out to everyone that does keep their phases on stun and thinks before they lash out in any type of way. Because do be dropping knowledge, man. I love that take, Alan. It's so, it's so current, and at the same time, it's so universal. Like that should be forever. That should be forever, and that's that's knowledge. That's absolute knowledge. Love that shit, bro. Oh, man, that was really, really fun. Not to say any of the other ones weren't fun, but I just love that. That was fire. Always have fun with Doom. Always, isn't it? So I just want to thank all of MF Doom's fans. RIP MF Doom. Thank you so much for this track and all the fire that you've sent our way. Nothing but love to the BRL fans. Nothing but love to you, Alan. One. Peace.